0: If the food itself is making a weird sound, you might not want to eat it. Oh, 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 this one time. So, this one time. This
1: one time?
0: (laughs) This, you know what, this one time. This one time.
1: Oh, my God, this one time?
0: The Podcast. Another question this week, my love, also not voicemail, but that's fine. Uh, Listen, I'm losing battles. I don't fight any longer. Uh, This one comes from Eric in Ireland, and he asks us quite simply, what's the most bizarre food you've tried as you've traveled the world?
1: That's a great question, Eric. Thanks for asking. I'm Sheila D.
0: And I am Evo Tara. We are Shivo. You are listening to this one time, the podcast. Strange foods, baby. I know this one. You've got an answer. (laughs) Wow.
1: Great. I know, I know, but I can't, I don't remember what it's called. I just remember eating it. And when I saw it, I went, Oh, that looks disgusting. And it's in a weird container. Okay. And, Oh, but I'm going to try it anyway.
0: Well, that's the idea that bizarre food should look weird, sometimes smell weird, but definitely look weird, occasionally sound weird. And by sound weird, I mean the name sounds weird. (laughs) If the food itself is making a weird sound, you might you might not want to eat it. (laughs) Now, maybe if it's making a weird sound before it is actually slain, that's okay.
1: Uh, We could talk about lobsters. Lobsters, yeah, scream
0: when they are uh, in there. Actually, you know what? Lobsters really aren't screaming or even hissing. You know what that is?
1: It's the steam escaping. Exactly
0: right, breaking through the carapace. It's just it's just the noise of their insides boiling and then passing through their carapace, making a sound.
1: Okay, we should get back to the question.
0: (laughs) This is the question. (laughs) Bizarre foods.
1: (laughs) Okay, so my bizarre food was when we were in Spain.
0: Yes, we spent about three, no, we spent about six weeks in Spain, yes. all over Spain, from Galicia in the north to Costa Brava in the western or eastern side, South. and then down mm. in Majorca yes. uh, Island, which isn't really on Spain as much as it's between Spain and Africa in the middle of the Med. Yes, yes Spain, so, great place for weird, bizarre specifically food. Specifically
1: Costa Brava. Costa Brava. And we were there with teabags. Our first TVX. Yep. And we were at the speaker's dinner, although neither one of us were speaking.
0: Right. That was the big fancy event uh, above the town of uh, Costa Brava that we were in. What was the name of the town? Do you remember?
1: No. I don't recall
0: either. But regardless, it's the Costa Brava area. Beautiful. Great mansion. Huge kitchens. It
1: used to be like an abbey or a... Um, Some churchy type thing. Yeah, yeah. It was they gorgeous. Do, they
0: do lots of big churchy type things in Spain. Yes, they do. Right, right, right. Back to the food. Right, the food. <laughs> yeah, that was. The, uh, they invited all of the speakers out. It was a fully catered event. Every room had something different inside. Um, yeah, it was all, gorgeous. All different chefs had come up from various areas, I believe. I, I think that's what had happened. It wasn't just the chefs that were there locally. Didn't they bring others? Or my conflating stories.
1: You More importantly,
0: be. does it matter?
1: No, the food was amazing. All right. But funky. So, in a small uh, mason jar, was mashed potatoes and some type of caviar fish roe type thing that looked odd,
0: Mm -hmm. but was
1: amazing in my mouth.
0: Do you remember what it was called?
1: It's called the mason jar mashed potato fish rowy thing.
0: That's one way to call it. <laughs> it probably I I don't know what it was officially called, but if you just think about it, I recall that situation when when they had this thing and it was it was weird, right? Because you've got this mason jar and she's saying mason jar. Listener, understand, we're not talking like a big mason jar that your redneck family drinks out of. We're talking about this small little mason jar that is Kind of the size of a think of like a cosmetics container that you would have uh, as far as the, the width around it. It's, you know, if you were to put your, your hand into the shape of an O, it's a little larger than that. Maybe make your hand it's, about the shape of a C. It's a
1: baby food container. There
0: you go. That's what you should have said. It's <laughs> you, a baby food. I'm you trying are to figure out how it do I... so
1: complicated. <laughs> well,
0: see, there's a certain number of cubic millimeters inside that express the volume as such. No, you're right. It's th- think baby food jar. Think baby food jar, but instead of a picture of a baby on it, there was no picture at all. The clear glass jar. Do
1: they make baby food containers anymore? Because I know that they have them all in the squeeze tubes.
0: Uh, I don't know the answer to that non sequitur to find out whether they do I it. I just got a soft topic. Yes. <laughs> that rarely happens. Yes, you did back to the topic <laughs> at hand. Right, so think baby food container that when we looked at it, it was a, a, clearly a double-layer thing. And I've seen desserts in the little baby right. food containers, right? You'll have the chocolatey, fudgy pudding on the bottom, and then there's a layer of some sort of a, a fruity-type material, and then some, some sprinkling nuts on top of that. it make a nice Whip little cream. layer you can yeah. see through. But those are just two layers. White, and kind of that chunky with things in it white, so not, yes. a, not a perfectly clear smooth. white, not perfectly smooth white. And then... And that was probably, oh, I don't know, maybe two two fingers worth of that. Yeah. And then a finger's width of what is very clearly fish eggs.
1: It was really good.
0: Or tapioca that has gone bad.
1: No, it was good.
0: But it was fish eggs. And you you got a spoon and you dug in and you had some mashed potatoes with the gelatinousy gooey fish eggs. Yes. that were a part of it. And it was very amazing.
1: I, I'm pretty sure I had more than my share.
0: And uh, that doesn't
1: normally happen when we, we go out to things like that.
0: Well, that's one of the benefits of going to a free event like this when they're <laughs> serving them, walking around like hors d'oeuvres. Yes, you could grab the 18 skewers of chicken teriyaki and right. shove them in your face and no one's going to say no. They're going to say you shouldn't, but they're not going to say No. <laughs> Same deal here. Finish the jar, surreptitiously drop the jar, the empty jar, on another can, uh, another tray going by, and as the <laughs> next hors d'oeuvres a server walks by, grab yourself another one and enjoy the salty goodness of mashed potatoes and fish eggs.
1: Okay, now top that. What's your strangest?
0: <laughs> that's pretty strange, and that's a that's I mean that's. And, and here's the thing about that. That's strange enough to maybe even bring back home, because I'm telling you, when you're having Thanksgiving meal, when you're having Christmas meal, or if you're from a redneck family and you're having your nightly potatoes, think about putting a little bit of fish roe on there, people. <sighs> Doesn't have to be the fancy sturgeon-caught caviar from the North Sea, but a fish roe, it's pretty simple. You can go to Ikea and buy fish roe in a metallic tube and squeeze it on your mashed potatoes holy crap i think we're gonna do that from now on
1: (laughs) our new thanksgiving dinner side
0: now see for me the question's a little more difficult eric about the most bizarre food i've eaten while i've been traveling because i like bizarre foods that you do i like to try things that are weird and i have had the attitude for some time now that If another culture can eat the food and typically do eat the food, it's really not weird. It's just unusual to me. Right. But it's not all that bizarre. So I don't know that I have an answer, to be really honest. I I can tell you the bizarre things that I have eaten while I've been traveling abroad that I typically have not had very much of or don't have occasion to eat when I am, am back home. And the biggest one that comes to mind... Are the bugs okay? And specifically, I mean the grubs. There's a, <laughs> there is a, a species of weevil here, or some sort of a larval creature that is about the size of the tip of your pinky. It's soft, it looks like a grub, it looks like a worm. But, you know, smaller grub thing with little bit tiny feet walking around. And these, I think they're wood weevils. I'm not really sure exactly what the what the type of food they are. But these are very common all over Bangkok, all over Thailand. And they're just fried and eaten.
1: Uh, are those one of the ones that come off the, the little cart with the man that oh, yeah. comes down the, the street?
0: Yeah, he's got the selling. Whole- the whole weevils, he's got the whole frogs.
1: Right? You love those. I love
0: the frogs. Yeah, now, if you're thinking, I mean, frog legs, uh, the frog had legs. It certainly did. It had all of it. But this Parts. was the whole frog. Like, the whole frog laid out like he was caught mid-jump. <laughs> they grabbed this frog. and he's, The length of he's the frog is all. probably from the, the, the outstretched outer legs, to the back stretched legs, maybe the width of the palm from tip of the middle finger say, to the bottom of the I was going to say, it's smaller than
1: my hands altogether. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: so that would be the longest they are. And you eat the whole thing. It's salty. It's been deep fried. There's nothing on it other than salt. Okay. There's no breading. There's no other materials inside. You uh, Well, there's there's materials inside. <laughs> and it's not like they have split the frog open and cleaned it out, you understand. You're eating All. the frog.
1: Um, What else is on that? Uh, uh, Cockroaches are on that too, right? Oh yeah, roaches and and
0: scorpions and all that. Yeah, okay. But that's not all that strange because... Insects were a part of the human diet for thousands of years before we became well, modern-day human, and it's still uh, the great proteins. It's just protein, people. It's well, not that hard.
1: And you and NJ have picked up uh, termites in Belize That's to true. eat live off the the uh, stump of the tree.
0: That's right. I have eaten so. eaten live termites. The other bizarre thing that I've had once before, but there's a much greater chance of getting them here, are those little bitty flash-fried crabs. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I think the thing that makes them so strange is that it's a whole crab. And it's not very big. It's the size of a silver dollar. It's the size of this little crab. And you eat the whole thing. And it's not a soft shell crab. It is a shelled, it is a crab with shell on. And It is a hard shell that you could thwack, thwack, thwack. But because it's so small, it's not very thick. And you eat it. So it's like eating a potato chip. With a crab inside. It's like a surprise. (laughs) (laughs) It's tasty. Okay. I love it. So, yeah, for me, there hasn't been all that much stuff that is bizarre. I've eaten a lot of uh, offal while I've been here in Thailand, which basically just means the innards. Okay. And so when you get your beef noodle soup on the street, you can get just the, the, the actual muscle tissue that has been braised. Or you can get it with... A variety of other uh, ingredients, and one of those ingredients that's quite, it's quite popular. Is, is liver, which I never was a big liver fan back in the back in the states. Okay. But uh, they typically will have pieces of liver floating in there, as well as pieces of intestine and other other bits. You can actually get on the streets of Bangkok. Someone will be grilling this spirally looking, weird kind of gray brown thing. It looks like a a piece of yarn that's kind of gone. Uh, feral and picked up some sentience. It's not really moving. But nonetheless, it's this big, large, thick tube thing. That's intestine. And here's the deal. It's really tasty.
1: I'm going to stop you right now. Yeah. Uh, As a vegetarian, you are not an advocate for eating meat. Just so you know, for us vegetarians, everything you've just said Turns me off of mm, wanting to eat anything. Right. I, yeah.
0: I understand. I understand. Uh, here's the good news. I don't care. I don't care what you eat. I don't care what you don't eat. All I care is what I eat, and it's tasty, good, good food. Yeah. So I think I think that's really uh, the, the most bizarre thing is just a greater opportunity for me to enjoy the bizarre foods that I've always just kind of sampled previously. What,
1: what was the, in, in Spain, when we stopped into one of the bars, they always give you when you're ordering a beer for a dollar, oh, they give you us. the, 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 I don't know, what'd you call it? Manos ministri- de minita,
0: so uh, the hands of the minister.
1: Yeah. What, what is that? Pork knuckle.
0: And had you the had that? The pork trotters is what they call it. So the pork feet.
1: Have you had that before?
0: Um, no, I've not had pork feet before. Which is, I mean, they just literally take the foot of a of a pig. They cut the hoof off. We're not having the the hoof of the of the pig itself, but the the metatarsals, if you will, all of that meat tissue are all together and it's stewed and it's put in a little crock and it's oh my god and it's fantastic because you pay one euro for a beer and you get to eat this for free. That's why the Spanish economy is whacked <laughs> because it's the tapas based economy and it just simply doesn't work. Those are the bizarre foods. Now, that brings me to an interesting idea, honey. Yes? That I thought we could expand upon this a little bit and ask ourselves a couple of other questions that dovetail off of this. Okay. Uh, The first one being, what was your favorite food before we traveled, my dear, and after three years of living abroad, has it changed? Do you still have that same favorite, or is there a new favorite in your life?
1: So, my favorite food before i had two two favorite foods before traveling okay the first one is sushi anytime you offer me sushi i'm gonna eat it right second one is pizza
0: yep i assumed that was gonna be on the list
1: (laughs) and i don't eat as much sushi here
0: why don't you eat as much sushi here in bangkok thailand as you did back in america
1: I'm not sure I trust the It's
0: a trust issue.
1: <laughs> the the sanitation and different things like that, it's just not up to up to where I would like my fish to be. Different my level, raw fish.
0: Different level of food handling uh requirements and safety here. We, we have eaten sushi? Yes. We have not been sick from sushi.
1: I'm just cautious well, about we, it.
0: We've seen how lackadaisical yeah. They really can be here. And uh, yeah, so right. Haven't eaten a lot of sushi. I agree. Pizza? Okay.
1: So pizza, pizza's my downfall. I, I still, it's my favorite. Yeah,
0: I, you eat way too much pizza.
1: <laughs> I do. You, I do.
0: You eat way too much pizza.
1: I'm, I'm doing better since when we first got here because when we first got here, I was eating it quite a bit because I do love gallery pizza a lot.
0: Most pizza outside of America... Is Isn't terrible. Yeah. I'm not meaning just bad. I'm meaning flat out terrible. If you come to Bangkok, you will find a Pizza Hut, no, a Domino's Pizza on every corner. Domino's Pizza is all over the place here. There's one they right have, there at Senefest. Santa Santa they have Pizza, oh, pizza Hut t- as well. Too, yeah. Pizza Hut, yeah. Because that's
1: Domino's. KFC.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah, Pizza Hut, there's yeah. Domino's. If you order Pizza Hut pizza from Thailand or Domino's pizza from Thailand, it's, it's called pizza. <laughs> It mostly looks like pizza, but it is not what you're expecting. And and again, your expectations are already terribly low because you ordered a Domino's <laughs> or a Pizza Hut pizza. So much for those sponsorships. But here, it's really terrible. It's tough to get a decent pizza in this town. But if you do but find you them, they they do there are some places that make a very good pizza, not a great pizza, but oh. a very good pizza and in the pizza desert that we live in, it suddenly becomes very, very good.
1: Right, because of what it is, and and the one we get right now is pretty inexpensive. Um, Relatively so, speaking, yeah, and they deliver, and so it's really nice to just go. I can't deal with today anymore. I just want pizza,
0: <laughs> and then like we we can't make a pizza here because we have no oven in our wonderful oh, condo. So that's yes, an I
1: miss an oven.
0: So you are saying your. Favorite foods are remain, sushi, they, and pizza. Yeah, that they do. They did. That hasn't changed. For me, I don't know if I had a favorite food. You just like food. I like food. I'm a I'm a, maybe a wide range uh eater here. But I, I have, as as you listener, have likely heard me talk about on the program. I love lab moo. Yes. Uh and lab Todd, if I can find it, right. which is deep fried. That is my all-time favorite food. In fact, I've been to Jack's Bar across the river several times recently because when new people come to town and say, hey, we want to meet you either for this show, this one time, or for the other show that I do, the Bangkok podcast, I almost always take them to Jack's Bar. And the only thing I've had at Jack's Bar for the last six times I've been there has been Lab Moo and (laughs) Lab Moo Todd. That's it. (laughs) All I've had. And that... Won't happen again when I go back to the States, obviously, because that is very Thai. There are lots of Thai food places.
1: But that's not always even on the menu. That's sometimes, lab sometimes off-menu.
0: Labu will be way much an off-menu item because the spices are not all that Ready. common. And right. also, I'm pretty sure it has a lot of awful in it, too. Oh. Hey, speaking of so, things that aren't awful, yes, did you want to say something?
1: I was going to ask you a question. Oh,
0: you wanted to ask another question. Why not?
1: So because we've been gone for so long and we've been exposed to so many different flavors. Right. How has this prolonged exposure changed what and how you're eating, I'm eating? Oh,
0: yeah, that's true because the flavors are different. It's food. Food's everywhere, but it's... I mean, like the fact that going out to breakfast in, an, in Thailand, unless I specifically go to an English pub... There's no such thing as breakfast food,
1: <laughs> right?
0: It's just called food. Yeah, in Thailand, and it's either something super sweet or it's a plate of chicken and rice, right? Pretty, True. pretty straightforward. So yeah, as as we have been doing this, the the normal flavors we would get that change throughout the day, because in America we have very distinct breakfast, very distinct lunch foods, and very distinct dinner foods. But in the rest of the world, or in many places in the rest of the world, that's not. Always the case. Yeah, Yeah, so I wonder how it's actually changed my... uh, I, I think, if anything, it has made my already adventurous palate that much more adventurous. Like, I love soup for breakfast now. Okay. Soup for breakfast. And a good, and I apologize to you, my love, and the other vegetarian listening to us right now, meaty, meaty soup, super spicy for breakfast is fantastic.
1: Fantastic.
0: It is fantastic. <laughs> it is fucking incredible. And that wasn't a cuss word. That was pho king <laughs> incredible because of pho. So yeah, Vietnam is a big blame for that, but also all of Southeast Asia. Right. Southeast Asians will eat soup. It doesn't matter. It will be 45 C outside, which is 100 almost 100 degrees. No, it's over 100 degrees actually. And the Southeast Asians will eat soup. They don't care. It is soup. It is what's meant to be consumed all the time. So for me, it is probably breaking down the barriers of what is appropriate for breakfast versus lunch for this dinner. They are now blended One. together. And not just in the American way of, I'll have breakfast for dinner and I'll be this weird, you know, having <laughs> cereal at night thing that my. Anyhow, that's not it. It is like, I will be open now to any type of food anytime during the day. That's what's different for me. You.
1: For me, it would be definitely the spices.
0: Your spice tolerance level has increased significantly.
1: I blame that on Chengdu because even before that, we'd been living here and I, I don't think I had embraced the, the spice. Um, but once we went to Chengdu, China, the Sichuan chilies, I love those. I cannot get enough of those chilies.
0: That is probably one of the impetus because we went to Chengdu after what? Being here for six months? Yeah. Well, actually, six months living in Bangkok full-time. We'd been in Thailand for three or four. four prior to that, so you had almost a year of just dealing with the fact that Thai food tends to be hot. Spicy,
1: right.
0: Even though your favorite Thai food is pad thai kong, which yep. is pad thai with shrimp in it, and pad thai is not a spicy dish. it is Typically not. I've to had be, some. Well, not, not not typically. It is designed to be bland. Right. That's when they came up with this national dish. It was designed to be not not just bland, but but have sweet and savory, and sour, right. and the umami flavor all together in a perfect balanced meal. And that's the only Thai food you can find that has that balancing <laughs> right. in it. But most Thais will now add additional, any of those flavors, but a lot of the hot. Right. Gets put there. And you've gone down that route. You've been putting more of the spicy stuff on right. yours.
1: In fact, I was out to lunch uh, recently and I had uh, something simple. I had uh, like crab fried rice and with the crab fried rice come, i'm sorry was that
0: crab fried rice or crap fried rice because in bangkok <laughs> yes. it can be spelled either way
1: um but the, it comes with this little oil or sauce that has red and green chilies in it and normally what the thais do is they scoop up a little bit and then they spread it out not me I take the entire container and just dump it all over and then mix all mine up into that. You so. take
0: the American route of just add everything to the dish, mix together, please. Right.
1: My my companion at lunch, big white eyes, no, 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 you don't want to do that. Yes, 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 I do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your spice tolerance has gone up significantly. Right. And that's good news. Because right. when we go back to the States, some of the places I like to eat at tend to go on the hotter side of things. And while we always have, almost always have separate meals because you're a vegetarian right. and I am not, <laughs> still there are like shared appetizers right. and things that we get together that you can't enjoy as much as I do because I would like the spice level.
1: But high. but I still don't think that I care for the jalapeno peppers. Well, we're working on that next. That is clearly
0: <laughs> where we're going to go next. Get your...
1: That will be 2018's goal.
0: That will be what we're trying to do in 2018. <laughs> Yeah. did we properly answer Eric's question? I remember Eric from Ireland. The Irish people are weird. They have something called a crisp sandwich. Do you know of this?
1: Is it potato chips? Potato chips,
0: chips sandwich between two pieces of bread. That's it? Yeah. Okay. So basically everything is weird to an Irishman, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> hey, Eric, I hope that we answered your questions. Uh, hey, one more show, kids. One more show. One more show of season Four of this one time will be coming to you guys next week. One more, uno más, and then season four comes to a close. But don't worry, season five will be right on its heels. So we'll have more content coming out from you. But we got one more show coming up for next week.
1: Are we changing the format for next year?
0: Of course, we're changing or, the format not for next, next year.
1: year. For next uh, season, of course
0: we are. We'll probably change the name for next season. (laughs) But don't sweat it. As long as you're subscribed right now, none of that will change. You'll just get an update when when it It, comes out.
1: You know what the only consistency Uh, we have is? Us? Us? change
0: (laughs) change is the only constant in the universe anyhow so it'll change but you won't you will not be worried by that you will not be burdened by that because everything will just update so stay subscribed to the feed and you will get access to whatever the heck it is that season five will bring we'll have kind of a preview of that a little bit next week Uh, but i think the plan for next week is to well i don't want to spoil too much i don't want to i don't want to spoil too much of what we're going to do next week so is that okay with you
1: Um, because I don't know. Yes. Well, there you go. See, this is me. Not. (laughs) I'm not sure what you're going to spoil. Yes. Spoil. Yes.
0: Not, not spoiling any of those things.
1: Our show this one time would not be possible without support from people like you. If you think our show is worthy of your financial support, Patreon makes it super easy.
0: Patreon is the place we are still asking for you to support us as we do this show, because even though season four will end, as I just said, season five will begin. I am talking to you with a microphone cable that I had to tape up because I have to replace some components. This is not cheap to make a podcast, people. Listen, if you want to support us, thanks to all of you who do already. You're an amazing group of you who've been supporting us for a long time. Hope you enjoy the gifts that we sent out to you as we wrapped up season four. But season five will continue. Things are naturally going to change. Some of the rewards that we have are going to change. But here's what's not going to change. Every patron of ours gets two things, and two things always. One, bonus content. We typically, we didn't this week, we typically record a bonus episode for our patrons to give them a a behind-the-scenes look at our lives. We're going to amp that up for Season 5. That is one thing we're going to do more of because we have, I think, a better opportunity to do that for Season 5 for the current plans I have. So more bonus episodes, maybe even a one-to-one ratio, or maybe even more than that, I don't know. But patrons will always get access to bonus content. Number two, patrons always get access to this episode, these episodes, our full episode, our public episodes, they get them early. Typically 24 hours early. I might even make it even earlier because the new thing in, win- in podcasting is called windowing where you make content available a week. Oh, wow. To the paying members.
1: That means we have to start planning. Right. <laughs> maybe, maybe the next season is going to be totally different with like plans.
0: Wow. Shocking. <laughs> making this thing a professional deal. So anyhow, those are the promises. You will definitely get those things by becoming our patron and other things on top of that. We'll just have to figure out what that means. Our current patrons who are signed up right now are going to get postcards from us still because that's what they do. We get postcards. And we still have at least two more destinations before we travel back to America. So if you sign up now, you get the things that the patrons today get and then all the benefits of the patrons will get for season five. That's a long-winded way of me saying go to shivo.wtf slash postcards and get signed up on that Patreon page. If you just want to give us the buck to start things off, fine. You're in the bonus programming and stuff. But if you want the extra perks, sign up for them. The perks that are there are valid and will be for the next two or three months, and then things will likely change. shivo.wtf slash postcards and get signed up today.
1: Our music is by Valea Valea.
0: Thanks for listening, listener. I am Evo Terra.
1: And I'm Sheila D.
0: Next week, the final episode of season four of this one time will air. Do not miss it. Right? Right. (laughs) Goodbye.